York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Gunshots in their air, man. After the Knicks made us give a gave us a heart attack on the first game, they made it easy for us this time, man. Because the Knicks wallop the Orlando Magic in stylish fashion today. Double digit lead, breaking a hundred, breaking the hundred barrier again. One twenty one to ninety six with these Knicks. Crazy night, crazy night. Very easy. Seven players. In double figures, gunshots, seven players in double figures. Julius Randle, 21 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists. Evan Fournier. Oh, I'm not lost. Okay, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, 18 points, three assists, two steals. Kemba Walker, 11 points. Um, Derek Rose, 12 points, seven assists. Quickly, 16 points, three assists. Alec Burks, 12 points, seven assists. Obi Toppin, two assists and two steals. We had a lot to lot to talk about, man. We started off very quickly, very very quickly, man. The first quarter. Ended the first quarter to 36-16 lead. 11 assists out the gate. Shooting 54% from the field. Gunshots, Ryan. <laughs> Started off the quarter with Kemba Walker shooting nine. Having nine points in the first quarter. Gunshots, Ryan. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Evan Fournier was going off. The ball was whipped around. <laughs> the Magic made it interesting in the third quarter, but it didn't matter because Randall put the stamp on the game. And then the second unit closed it close it out and that is all she wrote the knicks win in a convincing fashion all right breaking all sorts of records breaking a three-point record forcing 18 turnovers 34 assists after only averaging 21 assists last season we did it all man we did it all man uh, but it's yes. an exciting game i'll pass it off to ryan 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 man let me know let me know what do you think of this He's... game and, and <laughs> go ahead go ahead First of all, I know you remember because, you know, we're all Knicks fans and we all, you know, watched the Knicks throughout the years. Remember, these games used to be trap games for the Knicks. Mm -hmm. We would go into these games thinking that, oh, you know, the Knicks are playing a team that they're not that good. The Knicks should just walk in there and beat them up and things of that nature. And then they end up stinking up the joint and up losing these types of games. But this game, the Knicks came Lock out with the energy that they should have came out with against the Boston Celtics. That's Welcome how I know got in their radio. ass because the way they came out of this game, they came out like Ghostbusters. They just straight up just flame throwing threes and everything. And it was just a great game all around. And I'm just glad to see that, you know, the Knicks, you know, just keep on winning, 2 and all in the season. Let's go. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I know that everybody had their concern, right? Everybody had the concern that, um, you know, is the Knicks defense going to hold up? Will there be a letdown game like we talked about previously? And when you look at these matchups, you're looking at these matchups, you're going, okay, where can we get this? Where can we get the trouble from? You know, you know. Cole Anthony, he's a guy who can break down a defense and cause trouble for Kemba Walker, who we who all said has some shot at defense at times, right? Evan Fournier too, his defense is, is spotty. He goes up, it goes down depending on on the, the time. What I saw in that first quarter, Ryan, was those concerns were weren't very no weren't were, you know they weren't really um the concerns were were kind of far fetched. The Knicks played yeah, pretty man. good. T 
team defense. I mean, listen, like Suggs and Cole, they kind of got in the paint, but the Knicks did a good job showing. I saw Randall helping a lot. Mitchell Robinson came in there and deterred some some shots as well. And the Knicks were able to rotate defensively constantly all night, and it proved to shut them down. And it kind of helps Ryan that these guys aren't really shooter shooters for real. Yeah. <laughs> So I think um, it, it kind of helped us in our. It kind of you know, it brought it the, the game to our favor. <laughs> yeah, most definitely because um, Orlando, they're not really a team that you fear from three point range. Like let's be real about it. Yeah. They don't. They don't have. They don't really have any sharpshooters in their lineup. You know, because Orlando did get some open threes off, but they weren't able to hit them. But at the end of the day, the Knicks rotations were way more tighter than they were in the Celtics game. And the energy they came out with in the first quarter just pretty much shut down the game and. Let them, let them, you know, all the way for the win. Absolutely, absolutely. And the thing that I've seen that impressed me the most, especially with this first unit, is the the passing, the passing, the passing, the passing. You said it before in the in um, before we started recording, Ryan. Three players had seven assists or more. Yeah. What I see, Randall. First of all, Randall did a, a masterful job. Picking this team apart. He finished with seven assists. I think he had five assists in the first half alone. Secondly, the two keep your eye on Randall and Evan Fournier's two-man game. Alright? Because that two-man game is deadly. It's crazy to have Reggie Bullock really did well for us last season, and he was just a spot-up shooter. This guy, Evan Fournier can spot up shoot and return the favor to Randall. He set up Randall for a couple of easy shots, man. Like that two man show is only going to get better and it seems like like it seems like this is only the beginning. I, I like really Evan Fournier might be the most underrated signing of our team this year. I know we were all hyped for Kemba Walker and Kemba Walker had some good moments as well, but Evan Fournier really seems like he's going to be the Robin for the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can already tell that what he has to the game is something way different than Bullock added because Bullock was just a spot-up shooter. And now Fournier adds that dimension to the game where not only can he spot-up shoot, he can also drive to the basket. He can also play and make from time to time. And like you said, that two-man two game where Randall is only going to get better as the season goes on. So, as I mean, the way it's looking right now, Fournier definitely looks like he's going to be that second option and then Kemp is going to probably be that third option by the way it's going so far and the way Fournier is playing right now that's going to be a damn good second option for the Knicks absolutely absolutely and even like the way he moves it out the ball and you mentioned it in the preseason Ryan that Fournier moves without the ball with such ease and it opens up passing lanes for the game it opens up things for Randall opens up things for the rest of our team and him moving out the ball was a huge huge plus for us especially in that first half if you're looking like the, the off ball action that happened today. It was it was tremendous. I felt like the cutting and the passing was great. Um, I felt like we were worried about having a lot of ISO ball, like yeah. the first game. Um, this game there was none of that, and maybe it's because you know the way um, Orlando played defense. You know they didn't they didn't really <laughs> they <laughs> like when you looked at the Celtics versus Knicks. Celtics versus Knicks. The Celtics they switched a lot, and I think um, Tibbs realize that we switched a lot and when they switched the Knicks are trained to attack the you know the weaker defender this game um it wasn't as much switching and I think you know I think the Knicks took advantage of that 
and just kind of played the blame differently and, and, and did a lot of more off-ball movement, off-ball cutting, and cutting and shooting. What do you think about that, Ryan? Yeah, um, this game is different from the Celtics game because I think the Celtics definitely played with a bit more urgency on defense. Celtics were better defensively, and that caused the Knicks to be in a lot of one-on-one situations, and they and they didn't really move the ball around a lot. The difference in the Magic game was the fact that the Magic are not as strong defensively, so now the Knicks could pick their spots, mm-hmm. pick their you know pick the advantages, take it take advantage, and then from those advantages they kick the ball around to the open shooter, or sometimes they fed the guy in the middle who was open, and that was pretty much it. Like the Knicks just pretty much picked the Orlando Magic apart. The Orlando didn't really show any strong defensive effort. That's why they had to go to the zone in the third quarter because the man, man-to-man wasn't working for them and the zone yeah. was working for a while until the Knicks finally figured out the zone and moved the ball around more and, and had magic scrambling and the Knicks were just getting open three the same way. Yeah, the zone was kind of something... Like, I don't even feel like the zone... Like, we were bombing from three in that first half. The zone slowed us down, but not because we were... We got open shots in the zone. I just think... I just think the zone just threw us, drew the rhythm off. I think we were kind of yeah, in our own head, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was times where, okay, that's an open three. We beat the zone, shoot that, hit that. And I feel like they was kind of thinking rather than reacting. And it yeah. caused the magic to kind of go on that run, you know, and they actually cut the magic cut the, the lead to 16 points with about five minutes left before Randall was like, oh, hell, not nah, give me the damn ball <laughs> and started just going to the hole and bullying these kids like you're supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I agree with you, man. There was really no answer um, for these Knicks. And it was an easy win. And it's, I'm looking, it's looking like it's looking like it's going to be a 3-0 start when it comes to Sunday, man. Because they were playing like a, I'm sorry, a G League team. I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, gonna, they're playing like the, the G League Orlando Magic, man. I don't know. It, 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 it was an easy uh-huh. win. It was a, yeah, Orlando's Orlando missing like three players. They're missing Markel Fultz. They're missing... Um... Jonathan Isaac, and I think they're missing. I think it's um Gary Harris too. Mm-hmm. So those those are three players that could definitely help them out. But like the Knicks did what they were supposed to do. It's a weak Magic team. You go into the house, you thrash them, and you, and you know um what's Orlando's um stadium called again? What is it? The um is it American Airlines Arena? Yeah, yeah, this is the American Airlines. Yeah, Arena. yeah, yeah. They should call it Knicks Airlines Arena because that's our home now. Yeah, I think we took over. Evan Fournier even said it before, man. Evan Fournier said it earlier. He's like, ah, well, you know, I used to hate when I used to play for Orlando Magic and the Knicks came to town. And and we used to hear Knicks fans. And now he's on the other side, the receiving side of that, man. The Knicks are in town. It is now Knicks land. And it's also Obi land because we heard Obi chants in the building <laughs> when he was going amok. Shout out to Obi. Obed- I call him Obadiah. When, when Obi plays well, his name is Obadiah. Shout out to Obadiah <laughs> Toppin, all right? But shout out to everybody who's on the phone. Everybody's rocking with the KMOT show. Easy win for the night, man. If you want to call in, you see that number right there? You see that number right there? Call that number, 319-527-6241. That is 319-527-6241. And, um, you know, also, you know, shout out to everybody in the chat. And we're going to take our first call. But before I take the first call, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to my guys, Nuggy Fresh. Shout out to you, Nuggy Fresh. This is in the building. Shout out to Dipmore. Shout out to Fritz, who's holding down the phones. Shout out to Eric King. Shout out to Frank Mangtos and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. Uh, John Talento, I see you, John Talento. I see you, John Talento, Philip Ross, D-Nice. Everybody keeps rocking who's here early. 50 people in the chat. Knicks beat the Orlando Magic. Easy win. 
easy peasy taking those cookies let's go first caller up let's get him in the chat man I, i'm ready for them for his patching that first caller we talk some Knicks basketball yo 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 what's up jayla what's going on what's going on what's going on man Set your name where you from, Joey sir. From Atlantic City. That's right, Joey. Uh, That's right, Joey. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's up, man? Uh, tonight was a good win. It's it's weird, like, being on the other side of that, you know? Like, you're not losing by 30 points this time. You're winning by 30 points. So, it, it's just, I don't know. It feels different. But I like it. I like this Nick. I like it, too, man. This, this, this is a very unfamiliar feeling we kind of struggled one time last year against the Atlanta Magic but ultimately this is an easy win man and it, it seems like we did what we were supposed to do for the first time even though they cut it to 16 and we, we expect them to make a run but you know we pushed back like you expect us to push back so we got that win like we were supposed to we took care of business but yeah man uh, you put up some uh, good some good points about Evan Fournier I really I really like him man I mean, if he can be our Robin to, you know, Julius Randle's Batman, if you know what I'm saying, I mean, that would be that'd be cool. But I just like the way that he's able to, like, collapse the defense. I've always said, you know, the best thing you can do is try to make the defense follow you. And the way that he, like, when he drives, he, like, puts his head down, he, like, puts his body around the defender, and they're just chasing him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As soon as he gets to the basket, they're chasing him. The whole defense is collapsing, and he just dishes it off. And that's how you got to play basketball, man. It's all those, like, hockey passes, just trying to get passes down in the key. And if we can keep doing that, man, we'll have a lot of success. I love it. I love seeing that. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, Everyone has been great for us, man. Anything to add to that, Ryan? No, I pretty much agree. Evan Ford does look like he's a very good second option for the way he's playing right now. Um, what else you got to say, Joey? Um, I mean, that's really – that's really it. I just I really like the way that we we're playing, man. It's it's been a good season so far, so let's keep it up. I agree. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I feel you, man. Yo, um, let me listen. I know everybody was thinking RJ is going to be the, the the Robin to this joint, but it's looking like Evan Fournier is going to be the Robin this year. Uh, and what do you guys think about that in the chat, man? Who's who's going to be the Robin this year? Evan Fournier seems like he's he's ready to take that reign, even though RJ Barrett is really good. Um, Evan Fournier is Evan Fournier is ready right now. So, um, what do you think? Am I crazy for thinking that Evan Fournier might be the Robin or not? I don't know. I like him. I think he's good. I, I really, I really do. He's an Olympic player, you know. You can't get much better than that. He, he says really great things about the team. Everyone's really gelling. It, it seems like he's really finding a place. You know, when he was with the Celtics, it seemed like he didn't really have like a defined role. You know. Right. I mean, when we played the Celtics and we played Jalen Brown, he dropped, what, 40 points? And apparently he didn't even play that good tonight. So it's all about consistency in my book. I just love the way that we're balancing the scoring. I know I've said before, you know, it's important to get, like, everybody in the team involved. Like, this is when we play better. This is how we're going to get wins when everyone's dropping double, you know, double-digit numbers. And I don't care if it's 12 points or 20 points. As long as you're helping the team, quickly needs to put up 10 points a game if you can. Obi needs to put up 10 points a game. Alex Burke needs to put up 10 points a game. Mm -hmm. We can keep doing this, man. That Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. We're deep. We're here. Go New York. Go New That's York, it, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Shout out to Joey, man. Thank you for the call, Joey. Um, next Thank you, man. Yeah, next caller Muted. up, man. Next caller up. Unmuted. What's going on? Are the phones down or the phones yeah, what's down? Going, fellas? What's going on? State your yeah, name. Where you from, up? sir? 
What's going on, guys? JT over from, well, always repping Brooklyn, but live in Virginia. What's going on, JT? All right, all right. All right, yeah, um, good game, good game. We did what we were supposed to do, and it's good that we don't have, we didn't have any worry. Like, you know, we took some time off in the third quarter. You know, those guys are tired from the double overtime when we played against the Celtics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they let them catch up, but then they're like, all right, cool, that's cute. Let's let's get back in this, and let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's put our foot on their neck and, and, and take home the W. I'm glad to see quickly playing. You know, I know I always harp on quick, but it's like, it's good to see him playing his actual role as like the two guard and, you know, a combo guard. And it was good to see the youngins come in and play. Knox, ugh, Knox, I, I don't, man, I don't know. We gotta tell me what you think about Knox, man. It's like, I just, I just feel like the, you know, I just feel like he just needs, he just needs minutes, and he's not getting them with us. So, like, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna do the same thing with what we did with Frank and just let him walk out the door. If we're gonna try to trade something for him. I don't know, but, um, but that's that's you know one of my points. Next point I have is this. Um, I just I just got to take a moment to just really I know we talk a lot about Randall but just just really give this man his props yes. for everything that you know like how much how good he's become because we all remember the KP trade and we all remember feeling like oh my god the world is over we're doomed what are we going to do at the four and and we won like ain't no other way of putting it like I will take Randall any day of the week over KP absolutely yeah I, I just feel like like because and the thing, the reason why I say that too is because like even looking at Randall's game, like he was like he has gotten even better from last year. The way he's finishing at the rim consistently, the way his shot is going down consistently, he doesn't look. Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like last year when he would put some stuff up, it looked so forced that you kind of like you cringe like it's yeah. gonna go. But now it's like he's got that confidence and things just going and just flowing. He just and he dominates the floor and he actually makes an impact on the game. So it's just like. You just, I just can't help but to keep giving that man his prop. Like, he's killing it. Now, yo, I absolutely so, uh, agree with you, man. I absolutely, listen, Dallas got they, Dallas got Molly Wap yesterday, all right? Yes, bro. <laughs> <did. Matt. laughs> <laughs> Dallas got Molly Wap, Molly Wap, all right? Save Luka Doncic, man, because that man is in trouble. Y'all gave all that money to, to Christoph <laughs> yeah. Brazingis to be a number two man, and he's not even, and he's not even number three man. I'm not even sure. I'm not sure what that <laughs> man's doing over here. But Julius Randle is I the real know, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Julius yeah, Randle. As far really. as Fournier, yeah, I like the I like the combo with Randle and Fournier. They like they're the more productive combo of he and Alfred Payton. Fournier <laughs> 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 can score and play make and make a, you know make an impact, a positive impact on the floor. And the thing is, everybody's told my RJ, RJ, RJ. I think RJ is being the silent killer. RJ, RJ seems like he will always have a quiet whether it's fifteen, twenty, twenty-two, and we don't Absolutely. notice that he makes all the difference. Yeah. Like he he stepped his game up so much defensively. That we're you know we we don't realize sometimes that oh man this guy just comes out and explodes and he and he um and he puts up points on the board so I think that's like and you know how it's gonna be he's not gonna have the same shine because he's not gonna he's not putting up the, the points the way Evan Fournier but he's doing so much other stuff and then you look at the box where you don't even realize how much points he actually put up so I think we the future is bright I'm always gonna say that and and especially like. Once everyone gets even better, because you just see the player development from the preseason to game two from last season, and mm-hmm. just it's just go Knicks. We here hit that thumbs up, absolutely hit the like button, absolutely. Keep doing what y'all doing. I'm calling in again on Sunday. Ah, let's go. Let's just get it. Get caught up in a trap game on Sunday and salute. And I appreciate y'all. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. Thank you. Salute to you, JT. Always a good call, JT. Always brings a good call.
man. He gave me he, he gave me a lot of topics to dissect. A yes, lot of topics to dissect. And, and that's what I like about good calls. They give you something else to dissect. And let's talk about RJ Barrett for a second, man. Because I actually wanted to talk about the last last game. But there were so many other subplots that I didn't even get to the topic. And by the time the show was over, I was like, yo, I never got to this. Shot distribution. Right? Yes, Shot distribution. Earlier, Ryan, um, when Holito McCullum was here from The Wire, I talked about the usage rates of Kimber Walker and Evan Fournier. And I wasn't sure where R.J. Barrett is going to fit in. You know, because... Yeah. Um, the preseason, when everybody was trying to figure it out, it seemed like R.J. Barrett was getting a, a bulk of the shots. Um, two games in, Evan Fournier has become more aggressive in these first two games, and it seems like Fournier is more of the, you know, he's taking more of the scoring load, and R.J. is kind of taking what's left in his spots. So when you're looking at R.J.'s numbers, you can't really, you know, just go by. You have, you have to look a little at a grain of salt. You have to look at it a green so he's gonna get less attempts this game um let's let's look at the the stat sheet real quick for with you guys all righty if i could find it real quick real quick all right yeah, cool. rj had eight attempts yes there you go thanks ryan this game rj only had eight attempts um evan fournier on the other hand had 12 and uh and and um listen he and listen, like I feel like the third quarter might be RJ's time to shine, maybe if anything. And I think Fournier is going to get a lot more touches to begin with. So I, I feel like what we're going to see moving forward is what I thought we was going to see. Even though he didn't shoot well today, um, he's going to play great defense. His percentages overall, I think, will be better overall during the season. But the touches might be up and down, and he might have to ride a, a hot wave to get his his um you know his points. Yeah, most definitely, I agree wholeheartedly. Because coming into the season, this is exactly what I thought. Because when you add Kemba and when you add Fournier, you're adding two guys that do take a good amount of shots within the offense. And RJ's going to have to be that player where he's going to have to pick his spots. You know, it's going to, you know, the most, the majority of, of his shots is going to be from, you know, the team swinging the ball around and then he's opening the corner. Or it's going to be, like you said, when he's hot and, the, you know, his teammates go and find him on the court to score the ball and things of that nature. So RJ is going to more get his points within the floor of the offense as opposed to him actually creating offense, and that's what we're seeing so far. Yeah, exactly, and that's what you see. So, so, so kudos. RJ had a oh, he didn't have like a crazy um, points game, but you know, plus twelve. Not everybody, you know, everybody contributes. Plus twelve. The highlight of the game to me was the right-handed spin. Ryan, they told my, they said your boy couldn't go right. My man spin moves to his right hand. Easy peasy, like he's been practicing all summer. I know he has because RJ, yeah. RJ hears the, hears the whispers and he works on his weaknesses. And he he had a good all around. He had a de- he didn't have a great all around game, but he contributed to winning. And I'm sure next game he'll be uh, some RJ esque type of play. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I have a bone. I have a bone to pick. Okay, bone pick or who? I got a bone to pick. I'm gonna wait, and I can't wait till Raw gets here on Sunday. <laughs> I can't wait till Raw gets here on Sunday, man. I'm I got a bone. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who who you who you got a bone to pick though. Like who who is it? You know, a little bit with raw, and, and, and this is all fun and games. I, I really don't have it like. Anywhere. Oh, I. Right. You know, this, this is like this is like fake fake bone picking. All right, cool. You're right, cool. it's not real because Raw's my guy. All right, Mo Bamba. <laughs> Mo Bamba. Last season, when we was talking about moves to make. I, I distinctively remember saying, you know what? We don't want to lose Knox for nothing. 
we have a a, a plethora of second round picks. Why don't we move Knox in a second for Mo Bamba? <laughs> you know, I like I know he's not showing anything right now, but he's still young. He's still a center who can probably block shots and hit threes. And he, I think he would fit in nice, man. And, and here's the thing: when the Orlando Magic made their run in that third quarter, a lot of their a lot of that run happened because I feel like Mo Bamba was in, was involved in the action. Yeah. Um. Hitting threes, um, keeping the lane open for Jalen Suggs and those guys to go to the to, um, to get layups, um, and and, play, and and blocking shots. That's my bone to pick. So I, I want that's my bone. That's my small bone to pick. <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at the Magic stats, for example, he only had minus eight, which is pretty much one of the better plus minuses on the Orlando team because everybody had a minus, but he he was on the lower side of the minus. So, you know, for so, like I said, they got smacked. He was one of the players where he actually made a, a little impact during the time when the Magic would get smacked. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not going to spend the whole show talking about him. That's just my little bone to pick. I'll, I'll bring right back up when Raw comes over later. But we have all the people to talk about, man, who, who contributes to this game. Um, OB Toppin gives you 13 points, two steals, and two assists. Our wish is coming true. OB Toppin. For the second night in a row, plays 23 minutes. He hits over, he gets over the 20 minute mark. He got chewed up by the coach for missing free throws, but once again, he, he ran the floor and he he got some, he played some threes. He was super active and he, you know, he kept that pace up for the Knicks, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man. Anything to add to that? Um, I just feel like with OB. He definitely played well tonight. Um, I feel like in the first half, the Knicks were kind of missing him on opportunities. You know, there were there opportunities where he could have got Obi involved, and I feel like they were missing him. But in the second half, it seemed like they were finding him more, and he got more opportunities to score. And he showed up, and I've been impressed with Obi on both ends, on offense and defense. He had a few, you know, easy buckets as well. You know, the Knicks turning, converting their turnovers into offense. So... Obi's playing good right now, and Obi's productive. My thing is, I think oh, it, it might be a case of Obi getting the minutes right now because Gibson's out and Noel's out. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see if Thibs is going to go, because you know how Thibs can be stubborn sometimes. It'll be interesting to see if Thibs is going to stick with Obi getting those minutes mm-hmm. or he's going to revert back to Noel and Gibson getting those minutes and then always playing like 10 minutes a game. But I'm hoping that Thibs opens up his mind and be like, okay, let Obi play those 23 minutes for a game, and then you're going to have to find time for Noel and Gibson elsewhere. Yeah, because I'm looking at Jericho Sims, who's, who gave you nine minutes and 45 seconds, and I'm saying, you know what? That could be Noel minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we can give Noel 10 minutes to swap some shots and get a sweat up, and then, you know, maybe package him and another player for uh, something else down the line if Obi's going to continue to go in this direction. Like, that might be the way I'm thinking in the future. And that's the, that's the luxury of signing a guy at Nerners the well who he's not in a huge contract, who can still be productive on that end. Like, he can still be productive, and he could probably net us another player. Because this, this team is stacked, man. This team is stacked and ready for, for brewing. Like, even Knox, you see Grimes comes in here and hits a three right off the gate. Yeah, <laughs> over Knox. Knox is not like he's coming in before Knox in instances right now. So like this team is stocked and primed for a move to free up some minutes for some of these young guys to get some some run, man. For sure. <laughs> for, yeah, for man. I don't think that just to throw 
the record. I've noticed the dipstration in the beginning of the season so far. I, what I'm seeing with Dave, it seems like early in the game, he wants to keep the Knicks big. So what he'll do is he'll take out Mitch and put Jericho Sims in the first half. It seems like in the second half, that's when he goes to more small ball lineup, and that's when he puts an Opie and Randall in at the same time to, to, to close out games, it seems like, for what I'm seeing so far from Thibs. Yeah, I agree with you. I've noticed that as well. I feel like that might be his rotation. He goes small ball in the third quarter when he wants to run and blow out the game, and he goes big with Jericho Sims. And also, I feel like those lineups as well, they have Brooke Lopez backing him up, and maybe he was afraid yeah. that Brooke Lopez would, would bully Obi Toppin or, or bully Randall. So maybe that was the, the, the thinking there as well. But uh, I think Randall can kind of handle him anyway. And yeah, but the, thing is that, but the thing is that Dibs went to Randall and Obi, even with Brooke Lopez and those guys in, in the second half, though. So that's true. Making me think that, so it's making me think that that's probably Dibs, like set rotation at the moment. That's true. That That is true. You know what else I did notice, too, with Kemba Walker? The way we, I feel like we're adding a new wrinkle to the offense with Kemba Walker, too. If you notice... Kemba Walker, he's kind of a guy who loves these pull-up three-pointers from the top of the key. And watch watch out for the next few games. They're starting to run kind of picks, um, double screens on either side at the top of the key and have Kemba Walker walk up into threes. And he hit a couple of threes like that early in the game to kind of get him loose. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy having a, a point guard who can shoot threes easily. You know, <laughs> it kind yeah, of opens man. up everything for us. <laughs> We're not used to that, man, due to the guy that was here before, Kemba Walker. Yeah. We're not used to that. Nah, we're not used to that at all. At all. Man, I feel like Orlando kind of scouted it once. I mean, after that, it didn't really work that well after that first quarter. But look out for that and how the the, the Knicks develop that Kemba Walker action to get him involved. And, and, and also work on how to counteract how they're guarding him. Because I felt like after he did that, there was kind of – they scouted, they, somebody said they scouted RJ, they scouted Evan Fournier. They were scouting those passes in the corners and, and cutting them off. But I think we might see some more wrinkles to the offense further down the line with uh, involving more Kimball Walker to get him more involved. Because he's been he's been kind of like in the corner a lot. He's either yeah. been pick and roll or kind of been in the corner and having Julius Randle run a lot of the offense or even Evan Fournier sometimes. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to see what happens when K- – Kemba Walker is involved in some of the other playmaking a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And I think because Kemba's impact was definitely felt in the first quarter. And I, and I feel like, okay, if you're going to have Julius Randle and Evan Forney really be the two guys that really run the offense, especially late in games, I feel like if Kemba can get out to those hot starts early in games, that would be beneficial for the Knicks as well because the Knicks can jump out on teams and then you just have your two guys finish up the games later on. Absolutely, absolutely. But salute to the chat, man. We are celebrating a Knicks win, a blowout in a fascinating fashion. 121-96, um, Orlando Magic. I mean, the Knicks beat the Orlando Magic. We had seven players, seven players in double figures, 34 assists on the night, forced 18 turnovers, fast break points 24 to 13, Randall with 21 points, 10 rebounds, almost triple-double, Fournier with 18 points, 3 assists, and 2 steals, Kemba Walker with 11 points, Derrick Rose with 12 points. We didn't even talk about Derrick Rose impact of the game. What was he running? A, a plus 34 in the night? Plus 34. Jesus! Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Quickly, who I was worried about 
I was worried. Quickly was playing crazy. He was kind of playing like a baseball. He finished with 16 points, three assists. We could talk about him later. And Alec Burks with a sneaky, sneaky 12 points, sneaky seven assists. Underrated Alec Burks has been giving us some really good minutes on both ends of the court in limited minutes. Shout oh. out. Yes, man. Shout out to Alec Burks and that next bench. Fritz, I know you got a caller on the line. Bring him out. Bring him out. Time to bring that caller into the show. What's going on? Plug him in. <laughs> and call hey, what's you. up? What's going on, caller? State your name. Where you from, sir? Yeah, actually from Brooklyn, East New York. That's the sub. That's the sub. Brooklyn in the building. <laughs> Brooklyn in the building. Yeah, for, yeah, for <laughs> sure, man. Listen, man, I'm really happy about how the team is playing. Man, last 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 game was crazy, but uh, but this game, this blowout, I was just like, okay, are we gonna are we gonna um fold this time? Are we gonna fold this time? But I was happy that that we really did well and and hold on, man. But I gotta say something though. Obi Toppin and Julius Randle. A lot of time when Julius Randle is operating. I feel like Obi is always in his space. Mm. I, 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 am I seeing that wrong? It, it, it seems like as soon as um, Julius Randle ready to attack in, in the mid range, it's like Obi's always in his space, and I, I feel like they need to work on the spacing a little bit more. Even with Kemba, I feel like there's no the plays of set for Kemba and the rest of the team is not really cohesive. Mm-hmm. I feel like they need to really do something about that. But I'm not sure. But I really like the way that um, they've been playing. But just something I, I'm seeing um, every time down, it's like it really needs to figure out the spacing between between these two guys because that's such a dynamic um, duo. Uh, Ob on one side and uh, and Jewish friend on the other side. That's crazy, man. I yeah. really love that. Yeah, man. You want to go ahead, Ryan? Go ahead, Ryan. No, you can say it. you can go ahead. Now I kind of agree with you, man. Like. The way that Obi's been scoring so far has been, you know, in transition for the most part. Um, the half court, the half court play between Randall and Obi is kind of a work in progress. And you know, Obi's an active guy. I think he's trying to find a way to get active in the game, even when he's off ball. So he tries to get loose balls and 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 cut off and cut off of penetrators a lot of time, and sometimes it gets in his way. But I think that that's just that's gonna be come with time, man. That's gonna come with time, and I feel like that's also gonna come with confidence in that corner three. You know, well, I, uh, you saw him hitting that corner three with more with the second unit this game. But I think the more yeah. time those two play together, and the more time he gets confidence he gets getting in that corner three, the more he'll be able to time things and kind of stay out Julius Randle's way. <laughs> yeah, I um, and I just want to add something right quick to that too. Um, with Obi, like Obi's more effective when he's running. Obi and half court sets is still kind of you know iffy. Like he, I don't think he's really figured out the half court offense as of yet, and what his role is in the half court offense. So he might run into Julius Randall's space at times, but I feel like you know once he you know gets used to the offense more, especially in half court sets, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, man, but that guy, his motor is crazy. Yeah, like, just the up and down, up and down. I'm just like I'm 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 tired of looking at him. Oh my! Yo, if you watch him by himself too, it's annoying. It is because yeah. as soon as the as soon as the, the rebound is in the air, you start to see him kind of leak towards a fast break before even a Nick player gets a rebound. And then right. as soon as one catches it, he's just like, "Oh, I'm out." He's like, "Ooh, he, he's <laughs> gone. <laughs> he is gone." Every I, I, I was I was like I was like, bro, like. I I, I huffing and puffing, but 
Randall is huffing and puffing, but this guy is like boundless energy. It, 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 it's so amazing to see like everybody can shoot the three, everybody can space the floor, but everybody could get inside. And Alex Burke, I thought he played really good um, floor general um, yes. type of offense. I feel like he really found the the, the, um, the themes and how to pass and the outlets. I, I thought he did um, they did a good job for the, the, the minutes that he played. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with the team. And uh, shout out to you guys, man. That's all I got to say. Man, excellent call, man. Excellent yeah, call. Yeah, man, thank you. Agree with all points, man. We was talking about before. We was talking about before behind the scenes, Ryan. Alec Burks is a sneaky good game. You look up, you're like, where did the seven assists come from? We saw exactly. him bombs away from three, but it's like, man, this team is just so well balanced, man. The the depth of our team is really the strength. I don't. What, what's our bench points today? What if our bench? Fifty eight. Yeah. 58 bench points from the Knicks. Our bench is going to be able to hang with or destroy most benches in the NBA. Um, so uh, kudos to Alec Burks, man, who's playing a really good role. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten the ball as much as he has last season, but he doesn't seem like he's affected by it at all. He's just playing his role. That's exactly it. playing his role. And it, I, I have to start. I have to. I have to. I have to talk about IQ as well. I have to talk about IQ as well. Because second quarter, right, Derrick Rose was phenomenal. Like, I don't yeah. know what time machine this guy is in. He was in a, I don't know, he was in a hot tub time machine or something. But this guy is still a blur. This guy also was picking, picking these teams apart with seven assists, the go-ahead passes. And also, Derrick Rose is a, a legit three-point threat. Legit. Like yeah, man. <laughs> he developed that three point shot now. Like it, it's to a point now where when Derrick Rose is shooting a three, I'm like, yeah, that's going in. <laughs> yeah, you expect it to go in. Like that's crazy. Whether whether Kemba is taking it or Rose is taking it, you're like, oh, that's going. That's yep. going. And not even like, and you know, typically you would think, all right, you know, you're in the league a long time, 14, 15, 16th year in the league. I'm going to develop, you know, a catch and shoot three. My man is shooting threes off the dribble too. This is not, it's not just catch and shoot. It's like one dribble pull up three in your eye. Yeah. I'm just like, what is, where does this game come from? Like, when did that develop, man? So I got, I got a shout out to Derrick Rose on development, plus 34 on the night. Um, also, Obi Toppin with the two corner threes at the end of the game, loosening up the game as well. Yes. Um, but I want to talk about IQ. I want to talk, I about, talk about him too. I want to talk about IQ. Let's see if, you, if we're on the same page, Ryan. Because I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous too early in the game. I, I definitely was nervous. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Woof. When, when he was in the game early, because we saw his performance against the Celtics, it was a pretty bad performance. When he came into this game against the Magic, one of the first things he did, and I was just like holding my head, I was like, oh, boy, IQ, like, please don't do this to me, man. Please don't do this to me. He got the offensive rebound, and it, he just immediately ran back to the three. Didn't really set his shot. Didn't really set him. Set, didn't really take a set shot or anything. He just decided to dribble behind the three and just throw it up. Right. And I'm like, IQ, what are you doing, my guy? Like, he, I was like, I can stop this. But then Bruh. as the game went on, my guy got into the floor of the offense 
and t- and took better shots. Yeah. And the result of the better shots was that it was beginning to go in, and it seemed like he had a contact pop. Maybe that maybe that's why he was missing, you know, so far in the season. Once he picked his contacts, he was good to go. Yeah, so. that's what Klaus said. Is that why he wasn't <laughs> passing too? Because his contacts. <laughs> like, I, I can't. I can't see you, Obi. My contacts off my right eye. Uh, like I don't know, <laughs> but yo, here's my thing with IQ. Like you said, I give an IQ his props because, like you said, I felt like we talked about this in the summer league. I I know the strength of IQ is he can hit that long ball three, but he has to his decision making has to be a lot better. It's not it's not if you take the long ball three, it's the game situations and when you take the long ball three. You know, when you first come into the game, you know, yes, be aggressive, but like down eight, um, you're not set yet. You you get other people involved. You're still a guard, pass the ball around a couple of times. Don't just jack up the shot and have blinders on. I feel like he, he, he went too, he went way too aggressive. And then that second half, he kind of let the game come to him a little bit. There was a few threes that Alec Burks hit, that Obi Toppin hit. That he, I thought for sure he was taking because of the way he's been playing. But he head faked pass, and he sometimes he got an assist. Sometimes he got a hockey assist. And I felt like him realizing that he should be unselfish helped blow that game open. You know? <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. And him hitting shots, Alec Burks too, and Rose, I feel like on OB, everybody, all those guys helped kind of finish that game off. And this, that's the quick lead we need to see. Because the the way Grimes is coming out here, Grimes man, yo, remember when we remember when we had Trey Burke here, and we called the Mister Steal Your Minutes? Yeah, <laughs> Mister Steal Your Minutes. Oh man, Grimes is looking like I just waiting for one of y'all to mess up. Yeah, I am just waiting because every time this man comes in the game, the defense is on point. He pulls up and hits a three in your eye, and it's in the flow of the offense. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. So, and maybe it's the pressure. I don't know. Maybe we're looking too much into it because, because you know, we're Knicks fans. And we over-dissect everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. This is We watch the Knicks. We, I know we, we admire other teams, but we really dissect the Knicks. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, may, may, it, looks like, it looks like Grimes is ready. It just looks like he's ready. He is. If the Knicks weren't so stacked, he'd definitely be in the ten man rotation. There's no way he would be outside it. Yeah, man, we're not even talking about McBride. McBride is real stuck stuck in the bench bench, and he had a better summer league showing than Grimes did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not even talking about that. So whew. Ah, ah, man, we, we man, we're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. We're in a good spot, man. We're in a good spot. We're in a good spot to win. Um, to first of all, um, break the three point record. <laughs> because the the, yeah. the record, record for the record for NBA threes is twenty nine by the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit twenty four today. It's only our second game of the season. Uh, don't look now. This old man Tom Thibodeau offense all of a sudden is on some modern, um, hybrid three jacking running type of squad. Man, who would have thought Tom Thibodeau would be? You have a team. We're going to be among the lead leaders in in threes taken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. Like that's going to happen. We come from we went from the bottom of the league to to the amount of threes taken, and we're going to be among the lead leaders once things are said. And not only that, run 
if things go the way they keep going, I, I, I'm curious to see how we play against a high octane defensive teams. Yeah. Um, you know, 131 points yesterday in double overtime, but you know, we, we scored 160. Well, 138. Oh, I'm sorry, 138. We yeah. scored 116 in regulation, if, if I'm not mistaken. 121 in regulation as well. I, and preseason, I think we were top four in in offensive um offensive scoring. Um, so don't look now. The Knicks might be a, a top offensive team in the NBA this year. So that's something yeah. to keep an eye on. And the thing is, if the uh, if a Thibs team is one of the top offensive teams in the NBA, that team is going to win fifty plus games because Thibs coaches the defense so well. If any team he coaches, if they're bombing like that and scoring points like that every night, that team is going to win 50-plus games in a season. Yeah, and, yo, I, I remember, remember back in the day, Ryan, I kind of talked about this with Tibbs, with the, the Timberwolves, how underrated his offensive um, ratings were. I feel like I feel like the Timberwolves were like a top-10 offensive team at one point, at two as well. So, you know, Tibbs is slowly but surely changing some of his philosophies on offense, you know he's a little bit stubborn, but he's getting there. We just gotta push the man, you know. He's gotta, exactly. He's gotta push. And, and I think, and I, and I think the difference between Minnesota and New York was that when he played, when he was coaching Minnesota, the guys there didn't want to defend. Like they were not willing defenders, but they've got guys here that actually want to defend. And even if they're not great defenders, they at least try on defense. And that's all Thibs needs. Guys that are gonna, you know, put out effort on defense. And the fact, and like I said, if the Knicks continue this offensive output. With the defense they're going to be playing, the Knicks are going to win fifty plus games this season. The Knicks are going to surprise a lot of people this season with their record at the end of the, at the end of the season. Nah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, we just got to fix certain defensive things. I like yeah. the way we play TD defense and, all, and and listen when we play today, we played some guards who couldn't really shoot that well. They're not really known for their shooting. So when we start to play guards who can actually shoot off the dribble, um, and you can break this down on defensive end, um. I'm really curious to see how the Knicks react once we get guards like that and when we have Evan Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker and a starting lineup together. And I really want to see if Grimes and McBride gets off the bench or if, if Tom is willing to change his lineup once we see teams like that. Because as of now, we don't really have teams who, who's, who, have, who can do that. Like, we play Magic Sunday, 76ers, Bulls. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So we've been playing teams who kind of like – Jump shooting teams, but not really guard penetrating and jump shooting guards at the same time. So I'm, I can't wait to see how that happens. All right. Yes, sir. All right. You know what? That's our show. We had a lot to talk about. All all I have to say after that is, man, congratulations to all the Knicks who've made that uh, 75th anniversary team, man. All these Knicks leggings, man. From from yeah. Patrick Ewing, Walt Clyde Frazier. Walt Clyde Frazier. Reed, David Willis the Reed, David the Busher, Willie Reed, Carmelo Anthony, all these Knicks, every Nick who's made um, that list. Congratulations to those Knicks, man. Uh, we we got, I think we had eight Knicks who who actually made the list, which is amazing. That's, That's amazing. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I uh, and bro pick for the day too. Um, if you don't know what a bro pick is, it is um, something stupid that happened or the worst plays of the game. Bro pick for the game for me is Dwight Howard not making the top 75 list. Yeah, Bruh. yeah, that's kind of wild right there. <laughs> that's wild, yo. That is wild. But, you know, 
politics is everything sometimes and it just seems like people just don't like him as a person so they just left him off the lift which is wow <laughs> yeah man like that his first yeah, that was the most big man it's, it's crazy how he's not on the list but like his politics yeah hello ryan you, you, you kind of cut out for a second Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay, say say it again. No, I was saying that for the first eight, nine years of that man's career, he was one of, he was pretty much the most dominant big man in the league. But like you said, it's politics. Like sometimes people deserve to be on list and they leave you off because whatever they don't like you or whatever the case may be. Absolutely, absolutely. But um I, hey man, I'm glad the Knicks made the list, but Dwight Howard definitely should have been on the list. Bruh pick for that. Bruh. I'm sorry. That's just that's just crazy to me. All right, man. That is our show. Thank you guys for calling in. Shout out to Nick Jack. Shout out to D Night. Shout out to Davey. Shout out to Black Neto. Shout out to O Double O Seven Angelo. And everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Shout out to Rich Jim. I saw my guy Eric Nucky Fresh is in the building earlier. Um, if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share the content to the channel. And yeah, you can check catch us on all social medias. All right, so make sure you catch us on the social medias. Catch us on the Nick of Time. The KOT Show on Twitter. You can catch us on the Nick of Time Show on Instagram and Facebook. And also catch the blog at the Nick of Time Show.com to get your Nick of Time KOT snapbacks. All right. I mean, also, everybody who, who sends super chats and all those things, thank you. It helps grow the channel. It helps keep these phone calls going off. And it helps just keep the momentum going for Nick of Time Show. All right. Ryan, let them know where they find you, sir. Where? You can find my Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N, and you can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right, all right, that is what's up. That is our show, guys. We 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 back with Raw and Ryan G on Sunday. Talk Knicks Magic Revenge Game. Home and home, man. These schedule makers, man. They was a hit. They hit us with the Celtics game first. <laughs> Then it hit no, us. Yeah, man. Then yeah. it hit us with the with the the Orlando game. They're really going after the storylines for the beginning of the season to get these things popping off, man. But let's see. Mm-hmm. I can already see it, man. Knicks versus Magic, three and zero. We, we win in both home games, both games, and uh, we're gonna start the season correctly. And everybody who thought we was only going to win um forty one games this season. Bruh. Yeah, for all the fools that said the Knicks are gonna go under forty-one wins, y'all gonna eat those words. Y'all gonna Trust eat me. those. Y'all gonna y'all gonna eat those words. Oh yeah, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eat that Vegas too. Bruh. Exactly. All right, that is our show. We out here. Peace. York, New York, big city, your dreams.